Good to see you guys. God bless you. While you're getting seated, let me announce just uh, something really quick. We are three weeks away from Easter. And, uh, and so I just not only want to encourage you to come and be a part of our Easter service, but also uh, invite somebody. There's some Easter invitations uh, on the different various tables that are out there. And you can take these invite cards and invite people to come. Uh, it, it gives the invitation on one side and then uh, the church's a- uh, address and information on the other side. And so avail yourself to that and uh, let's make that a, a dynamite, dynamite service. Amen? Amen? All right. Well, you know, um, on f- first of all, once again, good to see you guys. I, I'm just ready to dive in. But good to see you guys. Uh, I'm I'm. I always love First Wednesday. We get to come together and just share and, and share in communion, share in worship, share in the Word. Uh, just uh, even tend to, on Wednesday nights, people tend to linger around and, and after service, and it, that I just warms my heart. Uh, because I'm going to tell you, life is all about relationship. And today, what I want to do is I want to continue on in a relationship message on in February, I've been talking about relationships, uh, and so I want to I want to continue talking about relationships this evening. Uh, you know, God God's put in me a pastor's heart. Uh, he's given me a pastor's heart. Scripture tells me that and tells us that He's given pastors according to His own heart to feed the sheep. And uh, part of the feeding is to help nourish you and, and, and to lead you in what God would have you uh, be led into in, in this season, in the various seasons. And I just have this burden for relationships, that our relationships would be deeper and stronger and more healthy than ever before, ever before. Uh, relationships uh, across the board are suffering uh, there's there's so many so many people that uh, don't know how to do relationships. Uh, uh, there's many many people uh, that are marriage experts that are telling us that uh, people are waiting longer and longer to get married uh, because there's they're fearful of failure, and uh, it's because people are failing all the time in marriage, and and they're failing in marriage whether you're married or not. As if, as if that's going to keep you from failing in, in your relationships. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's so important that we understand, understand some, some truths about relationships. So I've been on this journey and uh, on Sunday mornings, and you can go back and listen uh, to those messages. But I just want to continue on talking about relationships this evening. I called this, this uh, message tonight... Ground gaining relationships. Ground gaining relationships. I, I use that term all the time, not to in, in leadership, not to be maintainers, but to be ground gainers. And not only does God want us to be ground gainers in in leadership, but He wants us to be ground gainers in our relationship. Too o- too often we. We, we get stagnant in our relationships or we start to maintain and we just plateau and, and we quit gaining ground and we, keep, we quit moving forward in our relationships. I see that happening uh, in people's relationship with the Lord. 
I see that happening with the relationship with uh, those that should be the closest in, in their life, and that being their spouse. And, and it can happen uh, with uh, parents and children, and, and just it can happen in ministry, it can happen in various uh, levels. And, and God's called us to continue to, to continue to grow and gain ground in our relationships. I want to I turn you to, uh, to Galatians chapter 5 this evening, and I'm going to start off with that scripture and just talk to you about the importance of ground gaining. Galatians 5, it says, you were running a good race. That sounds like we're to gain some ground, doesn't it? You were running a good race. You were, you were gaining some ground in life. You were moving forward. There were some things happening. It's awesome. It's awesome when things are happening in your life, when you're gaining some ground, going forward instead of backward, or just, just, uh, just standing still. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people's lives relationally are, it's like there's movement in their relationships, but they're not getting anywhere. It's like they're in a rocking chair. There's some movement but there's not, they're not going anywhere with the relationship. And so we need, we need to be gaining some ground. It says, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? Who kept in? Who, who cut in? Who, who just interfered with that progress that you were making in your relationship? And then it goes on, verse 8, and it says, this, that kind of persuasion does not, does not come from the one who calls you. And then verse 9 says this, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Sometimes it's the little things that, that come in and interfere. Sometimes it's just little things that can make a big difference. Sometimes we can just make some adjustments just in here. You can just go in here and make some hard adjustments that can make a huge difference. And maybe tonight may be one of those things. And let me, let me just say something. Don't underestimate those little decisions, those little uh, steps that you're making towards what God has for you in any area of life, but specifically relationally. Take some good steps tonight. And, and, and let's go gain some ground and let's achieve what God has for us. God created us to be relational. He created us to be relational with him and with others and, and he wants us to gain some ground. I think there's too many people that, that are just unhappy and the reason that they're unhappy is because of their relationships. Relationship with God. Relationship with each other. And, and, and I, I, I'm just, I know that God has more for us. I, I'm, I'm convinced of that. A matter of fact, God, God's desire I want to give you for relationships is found in John chapter 13, verse 35. I'm going to read the first one out of the Amplified. It says this. It says, by this, everyone, that means anybody and everyone, Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. I want to read that to you out of the Living Bible. It says it this way. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. He says, man, because you love people, because you love each other, because, because of that... Be- there's, there's going to be people that are going to stand up and take notice because of your relationships. It's got to be different. 
I, 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 think, I think that we've, we're only scratching the surface of where we need to be relationally. I believe Jesus had something more in mind. I think some of us are, are, are moving forward. We're gaining some ground, but maybe there might be some in here. And I would venture to say there's probably more that have got into a place of maintaining rather than ground gaining in their relationships. I, I really believe that that's the case. And we work hard at that as, as a church. One of the reasons why we have small groups is because relationships can come together or people can come together and build relationships with one another. And we can get real with each other. Sometimes when we come to church, we put on our masks. And, and some, at some point, if we're ever going to grow in our relationships, we have to strip the mass and, and reveal the real us. And we need to understand some things concerning relationships. I'm really excited because I believe that God's taking us to a, a different place as a church and, and, and as, a, as a, a body of Christ. He's taking us to a different place because he keeps putting this in my heart. And I believe that... Anything that God does, he always does relationally because, because if we're not in a healthy place relationally, then we're not going to be flowing together. We're not going to be in unity like we need to be. But when we're in unity, man, great things can happen. Awesome things. It's hard to be in unity if we're not trusting each other, if we're not close to each other, or if we're in, insecure with each other. It's hard, it's hard, hard to be in unity and moving forward and accomplishing great things in and through our lives. So this evening, I want to talk to you about how to be ground gaining in all of our relationships, in all of them. And I'm just going to start by just this simple thought that I want to give you. Number one is don't settle at relief. And let me explain what I mean by that. Don't settle at relief. I think sometimes when we've got difficulties in our life, uh, and I've seen it before, you know, there's people that have come and, and, and talked to me about maybe a relationship problem or an issue, and, and, and they, you know, you might give them a piece of wisdom, uh, you might give them some insight or whatever, and, and they get some relief, and, and then they walk away, and they never continue on growing in their relationship. And we many times we stop at relief. And we don't go beyond just the relief. We need to continue to grow. Have you ever gotten some relief? Maybe, maybe financially, where you've had some financial relief. And, and, and after that financial relief, you, you're you you don't you don't you don't continue to grow in ha- and and handling your finances, or even physically, you get some physical relief. I remember years ago, I felt like the Lord dealt with me. I had gotten up to about two hundred thirty-five pounds. I was pretty pretty heavy. I was about a size a size uh, big, and, and you know how size. And so I had gotten pretty heavy. And I, I remember the Lord just dealing with me, and, 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 and uh, he, he just dealt with me. He says, if you don't, if you don't start taking care of yourself physically, you're going to short-circuit your life. You're going to short-change your life. And, and you're going to cut your life short. You're not going to finish the course that you have. 
And, uh, and, and so I started on this journey. And, and I got some relief. I started losing some weight, started feeling better. I mean, I felt bad all the time. I struggled. I struggled physically. I, struggled. I, I remember it was hard to even step up on a step like this. Because I, I just had so much weight on me. I, I remember it just being difficult to do something like that. It's like... <sighs> and and it, was, it was tough for me. And I remember when I, when we, I started on that journey, uh, I started walking. And I remember just walking a block. And man, I tell you, I was starting to hurt. Just walk. Forget jogging. Walking. Was, it was difficult for me. And, and then I got, I got to a point where I, I started losing a little bit, didn't lose a whole lot. It took me, it took me several years to get it, get it off of me. It, it did. It took several years and several uh, transitions to get me where I am today. And I jog every day now. I, I, I do that as a, as a habit every day. But, you know, where I see a lot of people where God deals with them and he tells them to, to start implementing something in their life, they get a little bit of relief, and guess what? After that relief, they stop, and they'll either plateau there or begin to go back to where they were before and being unhealthy. And I see that relationally, that people do that relationally. And so we can't stop at relief. Notice Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13 out of the voice translation. It says, Brothers and sisters, pay close, in, close attention so that you won't develop an evil and unbelieving heart that causes you to abandon the living God. Watch your heart. That's what it's saying. Watch your heart so that you don't stray or, or drift or get away from your relationship with God. And I'm going to tell you, if it's easy to get away from your relationship with God, it can definitely be easy to get away from our relationship with one another. I mean, from somebody that is, loves us and has given us everything through Jesus Christ, if we can drift and get away from Him, I'm telling you, it, it, it definitely can happen to, to our relationships that we walk with every day. But look, look at verse 13. It says, encourage each other every day. In other words, you know, it's, don't just get relief for a moment. Continue to press in. And it says, for as long as we can still say today, so none of you let the deceitfulness of sin harden your hearts. It's easy for hearts to get hard. And so we gotta, we've, got to, we've got to go beyond relief. Secondly, don't settle for, for good, at good. Too often we settle at good. Have you ever said, that's good enough? And I'm going to tell you what isn't good enough. If it isn't God's best, then it's not good enough. And too often we're settling for good enough relationally. My wife and I are constantly growing relationally and how we can have a better, better marriage. I'm growing all the time in how to be a better leader so that I can lead relationally. As a matter of fact, that is how God's called us to lead, is relationally. And we're never going to be effective until we are determining to be high relational in our leadership. 
But we'll never be high relational if we just settle at good. Thank God you've gained some ground and you got to good. Maybe your relationship was bad and now it's good. And so many times it's like, okay, good. But good enough is not good enough if it's not good enough. If it's not God's best. So most people settle for maintaining their relationships instead of ground gaining. And as a result, they lack, it lacks life. It lacks, I mean, the fullness of God's life. We want God's anointing flowing from our lives. And, and, and if we stick on good, then we, we fall short. My sister, I love my sister. She listens to the messages, and so she'll hear this. She called me this week, and uh, actually her and my mother were on the phone, and they had prayed for me. And as they prayed for me, I guess God just began to speak some things in, in her life uh, concerning me. And so she calls me up, and, and she started just prophesying over me and just talking and speaking the word of God over my life and, and just telling me how I was going to go forward. And, and, and even combined with that, my daughter-in-law comes back from her small group, and, and her and Jamie, something similar happened to that uh, to them concerning over my life and speaking over my life. And, and, and you know, I, I just, when I think about my relationships, I think uh, I would never be able to benefit from these relationships if I wasn't pressing into them and them into me. There's such an anointing. There's such a, a, a release of God's power when we go beyond good and press into great. Because when you're at good, you don't, you're really not praying for somebody as much. You're probably not thinking about them very much or even considering them very much because it's good enough. Isn't that right? Can I help anybody tonight? Do not settle for good. Not when God has great for you. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13 says, it says this, it says, I do not mean that I have already, that I am already as God wants me to be. I have not yet reached that goal, but I continue trying to reach it and make it mine. Christ wants me to do that, which is the reason that he made me his. Brothers and sisters, I know that I have not yet reached that goal, but there is one thing that I always do, forgetting the past and straining toward what is ahead. He wants us straining toward what is ahead. I make this comment periodically is that your honeymoon ought to be the worst day of your marriage. And the reason is, is because you ought to be getting better it ought to be getting better, not worse. Too often, the honeymoon is the highlight of a marriage, and it, beg- it begins to go downhill after that. And only when I explain it this way does people realize, oh man, maybe my, my relationship with my spouse is not that good. Well, let me tell you about every relationship. Every relationship has a honeymoon period. Where we just, we, I mean, it, it's wonderful when we first get into relationship with one another. And it's good. And then from good, it begins to get worse. 
And God doesn't want our relationships to go from good to bad. He wants them to go from good to great. Amen? And I, you know how it is, honeymoon stage. I mean, you're, you're, still, you're, still, you're still trying to uh, not reveal the true you. You try not to breathe on them in the morning until you brush the teeth. Maybe get up before they do if you have hair on your head and comb your head. Comb your hair. Hey. For some of us, don't have to worry about it. I still got a little left up there. And, and my hair goes everywhere. I mean, it's horrible in the morning. I, I can't hide it. But anyhow, all that aside... After a while, we, we, tend to, we tend to, you know, quit taking care of ourselves for our spouse. Remember when you were dating? It was like, man, you had your best. You put your best foot forward. You, you looked your best. You smelled your best. And, and then at some point, shower? What is a shower? <laughs> hey, we ought to always smell good for those around us. Some, some people have problems showering. You laugh. <laughs> Seriously. And typically, honestly, I, I lived in New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Bless my heart. I lived in New Mexico, Hobbs, New Mexico. And it's an oil, it's an oil town, and when you rolled into Hobbs, New Mexico, it stunk to high heaven. But the amazing thing is you could be there just for a few minutes, 10 minutes, maybe a little longer, not much longer, and, and you quit smelling it. It's like it disappeared. And, and you know that it hadn't disappeared. It still smells. And I don't know why I'm getting off on this. <laughs> because I talk about people getting showers. Some of you, your husband or your wife would respond to you a whole lot better if you showered. Okay, all right, here we go. Don't settle for good. Here we go. I bet I'm meddling now, aren't I? All right, all right, here we go. You love me? All right, go shower. All right, here we go. So secondly, don't settle at good. Thirdly, don't settle at flesh. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. There, you know, you, we, we, oh. How do I do this, Rusty? All right, how do I explain this? Don't settle at flesh. We all have this thing that we have to live with every day. We have to crucify. We have to, Paul says he crucifies the flesh daily. We have to, we have to say no to self, we have to, or selfishness. We have to say no to pride. We have to say uh, no to the, the uh, ungodly desires and the cravings of the flesh and, and, and selfishness, and we have to say yes to God. And, and so let me read Galatians, and, and, and we may not realize this, but uh, every, every time we're, we're making a decision, we're sowing a seed. We're either sowing to the flesh or we're sowing to the Spirit. And we're going to reap back from one or the other. 
And we really want to, we want to reap back from the Spirit. Because that's where life and peace is. That's where we're going to have the life of God in our relationships. That's where we're going to have God's, just His, His, His presence in our relationships. His, His anointing, His power. Where God shows up, just like God showed up in my life this week through my daughter-in-law. And, and even though, Jamie, you weren't there personally, it, it showed up through her. And, and my sister and my mother talking, and it showed up. And it's just like, I, I, just, I just, you know, the life of God was deposited into me. Not because of the flesh, but because of the spirit. Because of, because of the flow of God. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not out of your flesh, out of your spirit. That's where the life of God flows. That's where, that's where we want to be uh, really drawing from each other from, is from, from our spirit. We need, to, we need to be giving life to each other. Not death, life. So Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10, it says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. So when we're sowing to selfishness and uh, whatever it is that we want and Instead of, uh, or what, rather than what God wants in that relationship, when 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 we're when we're going our path, oh, I know what the Word of God says, but you know, but I want what I want. No, 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 no. Let's let's sow to the Spirit. I know that the Bible tells us that we're to be kind. You're right. That's sowing to the Spirit. Love is kind. Love is gentle. Love is patient. I'm, you know, I'm patient. I just wish God, I just wish God would hurry. You know what I'm saying? And so, so we've, we've got we to watch the flesh. The flesh is impatient. The flesh is rude. The flesh is unkind. And so here we are. Talking about relationships. We want God's best. So it says, of this flesh you will reap corruption. But he who sows, sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. The Zoe life of God. The very, the very life of God that comes from God will come into our relationships. So let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us all do let us let us do good to all especially to those who are in the household of faith. I believe this with all of my heart. With all of my heart. With all of my heart. That every marriage and every relationship every relationship has the potential to be 100% successful. I believe it. I believe that the reason that relationships die and they, they, they cease to exist is because it's, it's that people are operating in the flesh rather than the spirit. 
When you're in the Spirit, it's going to produce life. It's going to be full of energy, passion, love. It's going to, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, darling. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Not like, uh, you know what I'm saying? See, f- flesh kills relationships. It does. It kills relationships, but the Spirit gives life. John 6, 63, a very familiar passage of Scripture. It says, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. It's not going to benefit you any in the flesh. We got to start thinking. We got to start thinking according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are their life. They're going to produce life in our lives. So let me close today, and and just giving you two things, two things, ground gaining requirements in order to move forward in your relationships, so that they're. There's life being produced in them. And I know we did some laughing tonight, but I'm I'm here to tell you, listen, some of you may be in some uh, a tough, tough relationship. Maybe your relationship uh, uh, that's with you is very tough. If you'll start walking in the Spirit, you're going to sow to the Spirit, and of the Spirit, you're going to reap life. You just keep sowing and don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. You just keep on, you keep on keeping on, even though you might be with a jerk. Even though they may not be cooperating. Amen. (laughs) Whoops, that slipped, didn't it? (laughs) Even though they may not be cooperating. You just keep sowing to the Spirit. And don't grow weary. Don't lose heart. Keep on keeping on. I'm going to be kind even though they may not be. I'm going to be, I'm going to be patient even though they're impatient. I'm going to keep loving even though they're unloving. I'm going to keep on keeping on doing what I'm supposed to do. So let me, let me give you two ground-gaining requirements that I just had in my heart that I just wanted to share in closing. Number one, press into God. I cannot do my relationships well without Him. I cannot do it without being filled with the Spirit. I know I talked about that on Sunday morning if you were with us in, during this, this past series. But I've got to have that constant help of the Holy Spirit to help me navigate in my relationships. In, or, in order to be able to uh, be at my best, I need, to, I, need, I need God to constantly be influencing and filling my life with his presence. You've got to press into God. Spend time with him. Don't let things get in the way of you pressing in and asking God. Don't, don't let wrong thinking, don't let... Schedules, don't let circumstances, don't let situations get in the way. Every day I have an appointment with God. Every day, without fail. I never ever go without a day without having this appointment with God. And I determined a long time ago that I would not ever allow anything to to get get in the way of that appointment with God because I know that it always leads to disappointment. Disappointment in my relationships, disappointment in in anything that I do. And I can handle anything, anything. 
If, I, if I've got God's power in my life, and so I need His power. I need Him, I need him every day. I, I, I can't do life without Him. A matter of fact, to, to, do, to not pursue Him and, and to not press into Him every day is, if, to me, it's a statement that I'm making to Him saying, I can do this, Lord, without you. But I can't. And so press into your, uh, your relationship with God. Ask Him to fill you every day. Yet, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, ask Him to do that. And you press in and, and experience Him. Let Him touch your life every day. Let that touch of God be on your life every day. Press into God. Secondly, press in to your relationships. Don't stop at relief. Don't stop at good. Don't just, don't just stop there and don't stop and settle for flesh in your, in your relationships. Too often, too many people are trying to, they're trying to work things out in the flesh. And let me tell you, you're going to get nowhere fast if you try to work out your problems in the flesh. It's just not going to happen. So you, you press into your relationships and you start loving like you've never loved before. You start stripping away anything and everything that would hinder and keep you from being transparent and authentic and being loving in that relationship. All of us can do that. All of us need to do that. And let's continue to grow and be high relational in our relationships. I hope this has helped you. So I'm going to close with one more scripture. Romans chapter 12. By the way, one thought. Just one, one, one more thing. We need to live every day as if it's our last. I know all of us have probably heard that. But I'm going to tell you that life is later than you think it is. For you. And for me. It really is. It's later than what we think it is. And I don't care what age you are. Let's, let's take advantage of today and let's press into our relationships. Romans 12, verse 9 through 13, out of the voice translation, it says, Love others well and don't hide behind a mask. Love authentic, uh, authentically, despise evil, pursue what is good as if your life depends on it. Live in true devotion to one another, loving each other as sisters and brothers. Be first to honor others by putting them first. Do not slack in your faithfulness and hard work. Let your spirit be on fire, bubbling up, boiling over as you serve the Lord. Do not forget to rejoice, for hope is always just around the corner. Hold up through the hard times that are coming and devote yourself to prayer. Share what you have with the saints so that they lack nothing. Take every opportunity to open up your life and your home to others. Amen and amen. Bow your heads, please.